Please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us pray. O God of grace and mercy, we give you thanks for your loving kindness to all of your servants, who, having finished their course in faith, now rest from their labors. Grant that we also may be faithful to death and receive the crown of eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We sing our opening hymn, Let Us Ever Walk with Jesus. That's number 685 in your hymnal.
Please be seated. This time I would invite Anita to come forward to share some family remembrances. On behalf of my brothers and sister, thank you all so much for being here today and for having a place in your heart for our dad. Dad was a farmer and he loved that life. To be successful at farming requires a strong, sturdy pair of hands. The work involved often requires a second set of hands, a capable helper, sometimes even a hired hand. The last few years, as Dad faced mobility challenges, he required a helping hand. Caregivers who provided that help often remarked that Dad had such a firm handshake, solid, hardworking, muscular hands. To Dad, his hands seemed unstable, unreliable. He was most comfortable having one of us to lend a hand and help with the details of life that seemed to have become complicated for him. Dad was most at peace with his hands folded, listening to a daily devotion, and reciting the Lord's Prayer together with us at the end of all our visits. A friend recently shared this story with me about Grandpa's hands and it just seemed fitting for our dad. The story begins with a grandchild visiting their grandfather and sitting together in the fresh air. Perhaps they were sitting on the front porch. That was a place our dad loved to be. The porch was where dad could watch the activities of the farm and see others with their hands busy at work. In the story, the grandchild sees his grandfather looking down at his aging hands and wonders what the grandfather is thinking. The grandfather says, have you ever looked at your hands? I mean, really looked at your hands. Wishing to make a point, the grandfather goes on to say, stop and think for a moment about the hands you have, how they have served you well throughout the years. These hands, though wrinkled, shriveled, and weak, have been the tools I have used all my life to reach out and grab and embrace life. They braced and caught my fall when, as a toddler, I crashed upon the floor. They put food in my mouth and clothes on my back. As a child, my mother taught me to fold my hands in prayer. They tied my shoes and pulled on my boots. They have been dirty, scraped and raw, swollen and bent. They were uneasy and clumsy when I tried to hold my newborn son. Decorated with my wedding band, they showed the world that I was married and loved someone special. They wrote letters home and trembled and shook when I buried my parents and spouse and walked my daughter down the aisle. They have held children, consoled neighbors, and shook in fists of anger when I didn't understand. They have covered my face, 
combed my hair, and washed and cleansed the rest of my body. They have been sticky and wet, bent and broken, dried and raw. And to this day, when not much of anything else of me works real well, these hands hold me up, lay me down, and again continue to fold in prayer. These hands are the mark of where I have been and the ruggedness of my life. But more importantly, it will be these hands that God will reach out and take when he leads me home. And with my hands, he will lift me to his side, and there I will use these hands to touch the face of Christ. We sing our next hymn, Lord, Take My Hand and Lead Me, number 722 in your hymnal. We continue with the responsive reading of Psalm 23 as it is found printed in your bulletin. The Lord is my shepherd. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, as it was in the beginning. The first reading for this morning is taken from Isaiah chapter 41. But you, O Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, you descendants of Abraham, my friend, I took you from the ends of the earth, from its farthest corners I called you. I said, you are my servant, I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. For I, the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. This is the word of our Lord. The second reading is taken from Romans chapter 1. The Apostle Paul writes this. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is being reported all over the world. God, whom I serve with my whole heart in preaching the gospel of his Son, is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now at last, and now I pray that now at last, by God's will, the way may be opened for me to come to you. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I planned many times to come to you, but have been prevented from doing so until now, in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have had among the other Gentiles. I am am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are at Rome. I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel for this morning is from St. John chapter 14. Jesus said, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. And so to Nolan and Stephen, Anita and June, dear family and friends of Lorne, I very much enjoyed getting to know Lorne and going to visit him. The kindness that he showed to me, the good humor, and the fact that when I was around him, the man just exuded Grandpa. It really now makes sense to me. After talking with his family this past week, because, well, that is just the kind of person that Lorne was. Yes, he loved the farm. Yes, he loved to farm. But the farm, as I found out this past week, really became a home to not only his family, but their friends as well. His farm, his home, was home to everybody else. In a first for me, Lorne's confirmation verse from Romans 1.16 is actually the same exact verse of that of Jim Menning, who preceded him in passing from this life into the life to come just a few weeks ago. And again it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Perhaps this is God's way of working good today. Lorne's confirmation verse is a reminder for why we are here and why today we have hope. It is the power of God that brings salvation that calls us here to this place and to this time. And as I, re- and as I read to the family last night from 1 Corinthians 15, if Christ has not been raised, then our faith is useless. But Christ has been raised from the dead. In our gospel text for today, Jesus said, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus used these words a few hours before his own death to tell his, to tell his disciples in how not to be troubled by death. He did not ask us to forgo sorrow. He did not ask the impossible. Jesus was truly human, so he knows our human emotions. He, of course, was aware of the power of the resurrection, and he still shed tears at the death of his friend Lazarus. Nevertheless, he did urge his disciples not to be troubled. How can that be? Why should we not be anxious or worried when faced with death? What were the reasons Jesus gave the disciples that he gives to us for comfort? In such a time as this, he gave us three. Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in God who created us and all that exists, who is the Almighty, who numbers the hairs on our head, who clothes the lilies of the field, who knows when a sparrow falls to the earth. He loves us, us, you and I more than everything else that he has created. He gave his only son into death for us. We can believe in God who made and loved each one of us to be with us. And he made and loved Lorne. Jesus also said, believe also in me. 
Remember that when Jesus visited the sisters of Lazarus, his calm assurance were these words. I am the resurrection and the life, he said. Whoever believes in me, even though he dies, he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Watch as Jesus is crucified and hear him say, it is finished. And the Bible says he bowed up his head. He bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Believe then that the death of Jesus paid for all sins of all times. The Bible says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Here, too, the Eastern message of the angel. Do not be afraid, he said, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Lorne believed this. Lorne believed that Christ gave him life, life to the full in his resurrection. And Lorne's life was a witness to this faith. Then Jesus said, In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you but I go there to prepare a place for you. It is foolish to think that we fully understand this picture, but we know this word of promise comes from the one who is the way, from the one who is the truth, from the one who is the life. We give thanks for Lauren's earthly life and his witness to the truth of Jesus. We rejoice today in his victory, the gift of eternal life and the crown of righteousness. He will wear for all eternity. Henceforth, Scripture says, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. That's for us. Jesus, too, said, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. One of the things that I often tell our parents here at our church and our, and our school is that you are your child's first pastor. It is from you that they will first learn about the faith. And there are so many gathered here family that were disciples of Lorne, disciples that now believe in God's Son. Jesus promises that he will be with us. He was with Lorne on this side of heaven, and, his, and he is certainly with Lorne in heaven today. Jesus' promise to be with us means that our faith will be strengthened so that we are not troubled by things that we cannot understand, like death, but that we will trust in God who made us his children through faith in Christ. John chapter 1 says this, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Jesus' promise to us is to strengthen our hope. We too know the way as we continue to listen to his words of truth and life. He is the one who has us in his arms, his love, 
Paul writes, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is how Jesus brings comfort to us. And this is the confidence that we have, Scripture says, toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And finally, from the Old Testament text this morning in Isaiah, For I, the Lord, for I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not, I am the one who helps you. What promise, what assurance, what hope. The hope, the hope, that kept Lorne and sustained him in his life here and hope that sustains us in life today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now say together the words of our Christian faith using the Apostles' Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, And in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have knit your chosen people together in one communion. In the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, give to your whole church in heaven and on earth your light and your peace. Grant that all who have been baptized into Christ's death and resurrection may die to sin and rise to newness of life, and that through the gate of death and the grave we may pass with him to our joyful resurrection. Grant to your faithful people pardon and peace that we may be cleansed from all of our sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Grant to all who mourn today, trust in your loving care, that casting all their sorrow on you, they may know the consolation of your love. Help us, we pray, in the midst of things we cannot understand, to believe in and find comfort in the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. And finally, God of all grace, who sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to bring life and immortality to light. We give you thanks that by his death that he destroyed the power of death, and by his resurrection opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Prepare us in the assurance that because he lives, we shall live also, and that neither death nor life nor things present nor things to come will be able to separate us from your love which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And we pray together the prayer that our Lord gave us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
This does conclude this portion of our funeral service for this morning. We invite you to join us now at the graveside as we continue.